My last trip to New York to visit uh, my son, uh, I had two wonderful uh, uh, new uh, ventures. Actually, quite a few, but two that really stick with me. Number one, uh, found a restaurant called Cuba, and it was like going to Cuba. They even had uh, hand rolled cigars they gave you for free as a part of the meal. Man, talking about, and everything was great. Even the plantain was great. It was so great that even though I ordered a full plateful, it was so good that by the time I finished sipping on my drink and looked around, let's just say there were no more plantain. People just ate them all up. Even though I paid for them, they didn't care. And they were that good. Cuba, just hot club there in the village. Uh, we didn't walk with uh, my good friend Barry Hamilton uh, through the village over to uh, this little bitty spot on the corner called Smalls. And I, I realized immediately why it was called Smalls, because it, it is small. Uh, you packed up in there now like sardines, at least you were pre-COVID. Not sure uh, how they're gonna handle that, uh, or how they're handling it right now, although we will have that discussion. Um, to get to the particulars, uh, this guy named Mitch Borden, uh, who was a submariner, he was also a nurse and a teacher, Establish uh, Smalls, uh, not to be confused with Smalls Paradise. That was a club in Harlem uh, in the 50s. This is Smalls, opened in 1994 in the village. He established this thing in 1994, and uh, at first there was no liquor, no nothing. It was all about the music. The cover to get in was only 10 bucks. That's like, what in New York? In the village? Yeah, well, people flocked there. He would fill the house every night, which was pretty easy because, like I said, they call it Smalls for a reason. The total capacity originally for Smalls was only 50 people. And later, they expanded it to like 60. I think by the time I got to see it uh, two or three years ago, uh, it may have been uh, 80 people there or so. They figured out other ways to kind of squeeze people in, by changing seating and whatnot. But their claim to fame is that the hottest, most talented, unsung, young, and up-and-coming musicians on the New York jazz scene perform there. These are not the name guys, these are the guys, guys and ladies who are still working on developing a name and are still working on developing their music, but they're already doing some amazing things. And Smalls is such an intimate uh, situation, it's perfect for jazz. And these young artists get a chance to communicate, I mean, you can actually have conversations with them uh, from the audience to the stage. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. They have uh, upgraded the stage and the lighting and the sound system, so it sounds beautiful. It's not fancy, but it sounds great in there. And uh, you get a chance to see everything, and they have a really good piano, so you know, you're getting quality sounds all the way through there. Um, the night I was there, I was lucky um, to see E.J. Uh, uh, Strickland. 
a young drummer from Miami who I met back in 97. Uh, well, he was a student at uh, the new school down in Miami. And he and his brother uh, have been uh, on the New York scene since they left high school uh, in 97. Uh, first in college and then as active performers uh, on the scene. It was a great to see him and his band was hot and they were playing exploratory music and of course I bought a couple of CDs because that's what you do. You support these people. You support these people. Okay? Even when you find these live streams, they normally have PayPal and that kind of thing. Come on, put some money in there. Musicians are suffering, especially now. And so I always try to support uh, these young and up-and-coming musicians. Now, one of the things that I did like about Smalls when I visited is they did offer a full bar service so you could actually sit there and drink and refresh yourself and the whole shot. So that was a, a, a really good thing. Um, somewhere, uh, my understanding, after 9-11, uh, uh, Smalls had trouble like a lot of businesses did in New York. A lot of businesses uh, closed their doors and uh, Smalls struggled for a number of months to keep it going but you know 9-11 killed more than just 3,000 people at the Twin Towers and uh, Smalls went under and it, doors were closed for about three years. It was reopened and um, remodeled and new sound system everything. I was a benefactor of all of that in 2006 I think and once again, the same thing. Up and coming musicians on the cutting edge of jazz. Mostly post bop, hard bop, but experimental things as well. The biggest change there is the cover charge. It's no longer $10, it's now $20. But you talk on a New York jazz club for 20 bucks, man, what a bargain that is, you know? Get your tickets early because it's a small room. And uh, they do two shows. Normally one at like 7.30 and one at like uh, 10. And they generally close at two. And you say, oh, that's a long night. No, that's, that's not nearly as long as it used to be. Uh, the original Smalls, uh, the doors didn't even open until 11 o'clock. And the shows would start like 11.30 or just before midnight, and the music would go until 6 o'clock in the morning. So now at least, uh, the shows uh, uh, end, or the, the, the shows end about 1, and the club uh, closes about 2. They're, they're a little more conventional that way. So you can go there and have a good time and still go home and get a decent uh, night's sleep if you sleep in just a little bit. One of the strokes of genius and probably uh, lucky, lucky moves that Smalls made is that in 2007, they started live streaming of all of their concerts. And they, they stream it all, the entire night. And the streaming is free. They also started a record company. And basically, they take the audio from the live stream and they clean it up and master it and they sell it online. So you can have these live concerts that you first view for free 
archived in your personal library to play over and over and over for a nominal fee. They started that in 2007. And in the time since, they have over 50 recordings that are currently available through their Smalls Live label. When this pandemic hit, they were already set up for what most businesses had to figure out later. They already had the streaming service. They were doing it basically for free. They may have attached a little fee to it now because they don't have the uh, $20 cover charge uh, every night for the full room. And they still have their recording uh, company that is uh, capturing these performances and archiving them for distribution to their subscribers. So Smalls is one of the rooms that at last uh, word I had from people who live in the area is still surviving because of those critical decisions they made way back in 2007 before we ever heard of the coronavirus or COVID-19 or anything else. And that is serving them well and they will continue to do their live streaming. And as I said, free during operating hours, a fee after hours, and of course you can buy those recordings for yourself and archive them in your own library for a fee, and that is just part of the genius of the Smalls franchise, not even a franchise, a small model. Um, they say necessity is a mother of invention. And since Smalls is such a small club, this is one of the things they need to do in order to bring more income into their small room. Okay, live streaming baby, free. And recordings at your leisure. If you're in New York and you really want to hear the pulse of jazz to come, you've got to go to Smalls. It ain't fancy, but it's real jazz and it's raw and it's exciting and you're hearing some of the most honest artistic expressions you can hear in New York City, the home of real jazz. Thank you very much. Please visit Smalls.